Boston Podcast. And we're back with another special edition of the Big Go Bell Podcast. Storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but ultimately it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I All right, it's that time again. It's the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast time, of course. This is Aaron, uh, back with you here on a, a lovely Sunday. I'm here with uh, two of the fellas, Mr. Two Chains, hello. Yo, yo. And Mr. Silly Sellis, howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. We're going to do uh, a mock draft 2.0. Uh, we did a, a, Two Chains and I did the version 1, uh, V1-na, if you will, if you remember back the Matt Hardy days, of a mock draft uh, back when we learned the news that the brand split was going to be coming again. That was probably, I don't know, what do you think, two teams, like six or seven episodes ago, something like that? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people enjoyed it, so we're going to do part two. We know a little bit more since the last time we did part one. Um, we know that we know the date, July 19th, the first live SmackDown. We know that the two brands are going to be um, touring entities, so there's not going to be like an A show and a B show uh, touring group. They're going to be, when you go to a house show, it's going to be Raw or SmackDown. We know that they're going to have their own separate pay-per-views outside of the big four. Um, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and SummerSlam, of course. Some of the old uh, pay-per-view names are being trotted back out there. What did we see, guys? We saw Backlash, Clash of the Champions. Yep. Um what else? What what other ones did they put out there on that leak schedule? The first, the first two I remember was that. Yeah, uh, I, I they need to bring back Halloween Havoc, but that's I didn't, what I was about to say, I didn't see it on the Havoc. list. Oh, bass at the beach. Oh yeah. Oh no, no mercy's on there, and I actually attended no the last time they did no mercy was in Chicago back in '07. That was where I saw the second and final Punjabi prison match uh, between Batista and the Great Khali. Um, so, anyways, we're gonna do a. a Oh, the other thing I guess that's out there is like it's pretty much assumed that NXT is going to get raided, which uh, yeah. I was just telling Two Chains before we went on that I think that's a good thing because I think it's going to push them to maybe sign more guys from the indies or from other companies they might not have otherwise, as well as start to finally develop some of the in-house talent that's been there for a while. Um, you know, Roderick Strong's a name that's out there now is potentially coming to WWE or NXT. He just wrapped up his obligations with Ring of Honor this weekend and a great match with Mark Briscoe on the uh, Best in the World pay-per-view. I did see that match. I haven't watched all of it yet, but that match was really good. Um, but anyways, we're going to do a mock draft. So here, here's the rules. Uh, two chains, you're going to be Raw, and you're picking first because the Raw brand, I just decided, is picking first. Celis, um, you're SmackDown. You feel free to raid away NXT however you want. But do keep in mind that you're a touring brand and you need to have recognizable stars that people are going to come out and see. Um, and consider that Roman Reigns wasn't drawing as much as people thought he was. I guess it came out after the suspension and the, he dropping the title and whatever that the Ambrose-led um, house shows that were kind of the, the level B house shows were drawing as much as Roman Reigns' house shows in the bigger markets. And you think bigger market, you'd obviously draw more, but that wasn't the case, so... Um, keep all that in mind. Roman Reigns can be drafted even though he's suspended, but you won't be able to feature him on tour for a couple days following the draft. 
Okay. And um, from what I'm gathering from the rumor mill from the Meltzers of the world is that the uh, the women will be split between the two shows, but it's not known if there's going to be a second women's title. Gotcha. And I don't think there's word on what's happening with the tag teams yet, but I would assume if they're splitting the women, we might expect that they're splitting the tag teams amongst the two shows also. But again, that's not known yet, but uh, we know a lot more than last time, don't we, Two Chains? Absolutely. All right. So uh, with the number one pick in the draft, the Raw brand is going to select. And let's do ten picks each and see where we're at. Okay. Seth Rollins. That is an excellent pick. Hold on. I'm going to write this down on my phone so that we can take uh, maybe take votes on whose roster is better at the end. So the Raw brand drafts Seth Rollins. Can you maybe explain a little bit? Of, I mean, obviously, I know why you picked him, but can you just explain a little bit? Um, because of um, Roman Reigns' draft stop. Dropping him. <laughs> That's why I figured this is your next top guy. Um without a belt yeah and he's the, he's the he's the big draw right now and you, you're also um you know not that not not that to take any away from dean ambrose but Seth Rollins, the guy right now he's the draw um he's healthy he's back he has all the promos and everything on the network he's the guy people are coming to see and when you hear that theme music you know it's showtime yeah I, I think, uh, and another thing too, I think Dean Ambrose's stock is a little bit hurt just because of this push. Is a good time to have pushed. I mean, this, I mean, him being pushed right now, I don't think was the idea time to push him because before, before he had that match with Brock, uh, uh, for WrestleMania, that would have been his idea time where he was his hottest. And, yeah. You know, so this feud and this triple threat seems a little bit rushed, and now we're going to Reigns hurting it a little bit. Kind of hurts him as well. Like I said, it's it's all about Seth Rollins right now. That's a, a really great point about Dean Ambrose that it def he wasn't definitely white hot or you know somewhat hot like he was a couple months ago. But one one advantage I will say, anytime you put the world title on someone who's never had it before, that automatically gets me interested just to see what the scene looks like when we have a brand new person as world champion. So uh, I like your pick, and the number one pick to the SmackDown brand is. I'm going back. Uh who made SmackDown Revelant in the early 2000s era. And I'm going John Cena because John Cena was the biggest SmackDown draw. And I think by putting his name and putting his market on a new live SmackDown brand, why not bring my money man to be the big big name of SmackDown? John Cena is my first pick. That's, uh, that's a no-brainer in my opinion, absolutely. He's becoming more of a transcendent star. He's hosting the ESPYs next month appearing in movies um i watched all his american grit show by the way on fox and oh, I, so good. I really yeah, enjoyed brilliant. it i really did enjoy it um yeah. another thing i probably should throw out there as we go into the second round of 10 here um there's been rumors of wwe contacting a lot of past talent just to fill out the rosters with a little more star power some yep. names that have been floated out there kurt angle carlito tommy dreamer um and some of these people might have to fill positions in the performance center because i guess some of their um, their top dogs that train in the performance center are, might end up being called up to become agents to fill out you know the two separate distinct rosters. Um, you know, thinking specifically of Matt Bloom, aka Albert, probably going to be called up to the main roster as uh, an agent, and I think he'll do great in that role. But uh, if you feel like drafting anyone that's currently unsigned, um, maybe not Cody Rhodes, sell us. <laughs> Although you can wait, you can spend a top ten pick on him if you want to, but. 
Uh, go ahead and have fun with it that way too. But um, the number two pick to the Raw brand is. Oh, to establish my top main prestigious feud, I'm gonna have to go with the world heavyweight champion Dean Ambrose here. And like I said, just just so to solidify why you're watching the brand, the top feud in the belt. Yeah, um, that's again, that's a no-brainer, and I think um, those two would work well together, kind of anchoring that show as two of the more contemporary top guys that WWE has to offer. Uh, you want them on your raw brand, no doubt. Um, the number two pick to SmackDown. Number two to SmackDown, I'm going the same way as two chains here, and I'm going to draft a stable as my number two pick, and I'm going to draft the entire club. Um, to continue that feud with John Cena and AJ Styles, I think they are nowhere near you know, finished yet. They could probably go to Battleground or even SummerSlam or maybe afterwards. And that way you can see how you can either build up your club, maybe with future draft picks that I may spoil later. But I think you draft all three of them together and keep them together uh, on the SmackDown brand. You that know, is definitely cheating. <laughs> well, we drafted okay. stables and tag teams the last time we did this. Yeah, but the club, the club was Gallows and Anderson. Well, technically no, the club is AJ Styles, Gallows, and Anderson now. <laughs> yep, there you go. There you go. Um, the one thing I, I, I'm going to throw a prediction out there. This has no bearing on, on our mock draft today, but you know how I see the club going down? I see Anderson and Gallows getting drafted to one show and AJ to another show. Because huh? I, think, I think AJ can fly on his own. And then I think that, that leaves the door open to put Finn Balor with um, Gallows and Anderson. Because they've done nothing but hint at it for months and months. So just throwing that out there. Um, um, but let's go ahead to round three. And I assume that you're going to want to take a stable here to James to counter his pick of the club. Uh, are you going to go New Day here? No, I'm not. Ooh. No, I'm not. I'm going to take Roman Reigns here now. You're going to put the whole shield on Raw. Okay. Yes, I am. But there's my stable. I should have just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Since we could do that, but um, again, I don't need them right now. But I got two of the best, the, uh, the two of the better talkers in the shield that can carry this view. And when he comes back, uh, you know, they'll have something to bait on. And Seth Rollins seems to be a little bit raw, not not as raw as uh, John Cena when he's cutting promos. But you know, he'll he'll pick on what happened to Roman Reigns a little bit, and um, Dean Ambrose will compliment it a little bit too as well. So. Good stuff to have those two on the same show. Okay. Uh, pick three for the SmackDown brand. For the SmackDown brand, I want to see if you guys can guess my pick based on this promotion. Now, I'm assuming you're Dean taking Ambrose, Finn Balor here. Well, you'll see. Okay. Dean Ambrose will be the world title holder for Raw, so I need a world title holder for SmackDown. So this guy is the going best. to be the self-proclaimed to be the future of SmackDown the one who makes everything interesting and is not born, the one that's going to take SmackDown by storm because he is the best wrestler. Not the best wrestler, what he, what he does, but he is the best wrestler in all of WWE, and that person is who? The Miz. Kevin Owens. Okay. Kevin Owens, is, Kevin Owens is going to be my future of SmackDown and my number one contender You know, for whatever open... Uh, challenge or whatever open concept they'll do for the new world title and hopefully it will be the hashtag bgb that they will bring back the big gold belt you know what's <laughs> crazy about kevin owens we all know how good he is and how how much he's really kind of pushed himself into that upper tier of talent in such a short time he has barely been on the main roster a year and when you split the brands in half 
a talent like him, his value just increases like tenfold. And he, he couldn't have been in a better spot at a better time in WWE. And he's going to really, he's going to probably reap the benefits much like Edge did with the brand split. Because I don't think Edge would have ascended to the top nearly as quickly without the brand split and the two world titles. I think Kevin Owens is going to be the same. Uh, those Canadians, man, my goodness. Um, yep. Number four, Raw. We're going to take any women yet? Yes, we are. I, I knew you would. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, can I break her apart from this, whatever this that she's got going on? Because I yes. don't want Dana Brooke, but I'll take Charlotte. Uh, just because um, she has the title for, for one. And um, all views are centered around her right now, which means basically they have enough faith to pair her with anyone, uh, any manager, obviously, and able to have something to go and work putting on the pay-per-view each uh, month. So yeah. well, Charlotte. Charlotte is the, the best women's wrestler they have in that company, just in terms of of ability, of the look, you know, her just how strong she is, the athleticism and um, believability. Yeah. Mark, you know, pedigree being second generation. You know, you looked at that draft promo graphic they're putting on Twitter. It's Cena, it's Reigns, and it's Charlotte, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. As much as we love Sasha, who I assume you're taking at number four for SmackDown. Actually, I'm holding off on my women's pick right now. and You're going to give him Sasha. I'm just letting you know he's going to take her. It's okay. It's okay. Maybe maybe the women's division needs to be highlighted on Raw being their quote-unquote A-level show. But, of course, SmackDown is the A-level show, in my opinion. And I'm going to take somebody that could be the best counterpart to promote Kevin Owens and making him a legit world title contender or world title champion. And that person will be a returning Randy Orton. Okay. I, I think Randy Orton is going to be uh, on the SmackDown roster for real when they actually do this draft. I think that he, he would be a good fit there. I kind of think they're going to stock up with a lot of new era guys on SmackDown, and Randy Orton would be a good counterpart, like you just said. That's a good pick. Um, Mr. Two Chains, we're pick number five of ten. None oh, of you have rated NXT yet, by the way, which I'm really I'm glad you guys held off. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, because they're you know it's talent down there, but are they main roster ready? Obviously not, not uh, proven to create his eyes just yet. And um, you know you overexposed him too soon. You know you may you may as well hurt him, Tyler Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> He's all sunburned uh, now. Um yeah. So <clears throat> with my next pick, I am going to take <laughs> the person Seller should have took with his last pick, Sasha Banks, just because <laughs> I told you. Um, Again, I'm, I'm, it's the same recipe. I'm building a feud that's go, that's capable of lasting for at least six months, uh, solidified by uh, the top heel versus the top babyface of the women's division. Okay. Can't fault Fair you enough. on that. Can't fault you on that. Celis, uh, you taking any women yet? Still not taking women yet. The thing I want to highlight is I want to make sure, even though I don't know what my world heavyweight title is going to be or what that picture is going to be like, I have to put the second highest title in WWE right now to go on my brand. So I will take The Miz and Maurice as a combined uh, faction for my number five pick, The Miz being the current Intercontinental Champion. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm just about to draft Total Divas next. All level. <laughs> <laughs> I draft just, the cast of Total Divas. <laughs> yeah, just because, 
just because at WrestleMania that was the stable, if I'm correct, right? Um, it was that, that in the pre-show. Yeah, <laughs> the, it was the total divas versus um, Team Bad and Blonde is what I believe they called it. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that match on the pre-show. I had fun because my wife loves the divas and the total divas show, and that was cool. She got to see Natty yeah. wrestle. It was cool too to have it kind of spotty so that each um, woman had their one moment in the ring to yes. execute their move. That was pretty hot. And to see like Lana actually perform was cool too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, we're on pick number six now. Um, it seems like Celis at this point is going to have to bring back the Divas Championship so that Summer Rae and like Lana can fight over it on SmackDown. <laughs> um, but you're your number six pick for the Raw brand. All right. I was. You're taking Balor now, right? No, no. He's playing around. <laughs> keep playing around. Because there's so much self-control right now. I love it. <laughs> I keep playing around saying I'm going to take stables and stuff. But I really do need to take one. I need to take the hottest one, the most entertaining one, the the, the leader and the host of Up, Up, Down, Down. <laughs> Sorry, I was doing oh, the New Day clap. Do I get the trombone with this as well? You do. It's a package deal. If he gets AJ Styles with the club, you can get the trombone. And I get the big boss of bootios too, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, do I get the uh, SpaghettiOs? What was that on a... On they were, a it was swerve? supposed to be pieces of cereal, those little O things. Did, did y'all watch the Swerve one when they were on there? I haven't Not watched yet. hardly... I haven't watched any of the new season of Swerved. Oh, you gotta watch it. It's so funny. You'll, you'll get the SpaghettiOs part where you see it. Okay. Yeah, new, the New Day. Um, it's self-explanatory. Even if they don't have the titles, they, they are clearly the hottest stable in the group. Uh, they sell when they're on TV. Your eyes are blue. Um, they make... They, they can help um, younger talent and... It's, it, you know you know what's funny about them? That they're so good that you don't even hate the Bob Villains in the ring. <laughs> so again, I, I that's my they they will be my my anchors for when I bring when I have some NXT talent to bring up. And they are very good at anchoring segments on Raw. They do it, you know, on a weekly basis for sure. Um Speaking of anchoring, can I, this is completely unrelated, but one of you guys was also tweeting about it from our account at BGB Group on Twitter. Mauro Ranallo oh, me. is tremendous. I watched that fight last night. The um, what was uh, what were the names of the fighters? Porter versus um, uh, Thurman. Thurman. What a what a what a fight, by the way. And Mauro, I mean, he's so good because. He's believable because he actually does call big, like, real fights. And he can bring that to wrestling to add some credibility to the product. I really, really enjoy him. And I watched all of SmackDown this week, um, mostly so I could hear Morrow and also because I wanted to see AJ Styles wrestle. Um, who did he work? Oh, so one of the Usos. It was a decent match. But I just want to throw that out, though. Morrow, um, I hope that they keep him on the SmackDown brand. I don't know if announcers are part of this we haven't heard that yet but um i kind of like the announced teams the way they are but i'd like maybe byron saxton to find a home on one of the shows instead of both i don't think he really serves a purpose when he's next to michael cole because they do the same thing marvel is definitely my top five in my top five best commentaries of of all time yeah the two guys on ufc are really good too at what they do uh, that's a uh, Rogan and Goldberg, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. 
I uh, no, number one, my number one is Jeff Ross. And that's no, oh, that's no, no. yeah, no, for sure. And like, we're not gonna sit here and pretend that we were around when Gordon Soley was doing it, but you know, much respect to people who came before and who are coming up now, for sure. And, Just and so no one comes, can, yeah, get us with that later. And then when it comes to baseball too, we, we they didn't have the technology like you have now, but to, to be in some of those old Yankee games and mm-hmm. just to hear the radio calls, yeah, like, even those still give me chills, you know. Bob Uecker up in Milwaukee. That's what's up. Yeah, is it bad that I'm still a Pat Summerall fan and John Madden? No, no you're not. not that, they were great. Okay. Although Al Michaels and Collinsworth are. Um, they have a really big game feel to what they bring My to the wife booth. Loves those she loves I, those Sunday night football, even if the game's bad, sometimes I'll keep it on just because, you know, you only get to hear those guys, you know, 16 to 19 ish times a year and they were on the call for my favorite play of all time, the interception by Malcolm Butler in Super Bowl 49. Yeah. Which uh I've watched that play a number of times on YouTube. I like watching people's reaction videos to that play. <laughs> and I, I like Mark Jackson too. He's good. I, I enjoyed, yeah, the finals crew did a good job this year, for sure. Um, there goes that man. Yeah, I also really like the two guys that call the Hawks games um, locally. Um, Eddie Olchek, who works the main NBC broadcast, he actually calls all the local Blackhawk games. And then nice. um, the other guy's name is Pat Foley. He's you, I don't know if you guys would know who he is, but he's really, really good. Okay. So shout out to those guys. But uh, the number six pit getting back on track here to the SmackDown brand is. And and at this point, if I'm the GM, you know, of seeing how Raw and SmackDown is going, I see that on Raw you have, you know, your tag team title holders, you have your Div- I mean, your women's championship holder, and you have the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So I'm thinking that maybe Raw might go to featuring those three components, your World Heavyweight, WWE World Heavyweight title, your tag team titles, and your, your women's championship because even though we only got 10 picks, I need to build up my staff to see who's going to promote my two titles. You also need people that are not in their 30s. You've picked people that are only in their 30s so far. Really? Yeah. Okay, this might change that, and let me double-check because I know who's going to be my next pick, and he's not, actually not 30 yet. And I need somebody to be that mid-card person that can maybe with the Miz, and I think he'll probably do a good job with this. And he's one of my first New Era members, um, Apollo Crews. Really? All right. Yep. All right. Okay. Tell me more about that. I, I, um, I, I, to me, I think Apollo Crews, even though he's been shown in limited aspects, he's had a couple of squash matches, and then he had this baby feud with Sheamus. But with this baby feud with Sheamus, it allowed me to see that if Apollo Crews is given a great story in which on my SmackDown side, we're going to have our own creative team, we're going to have our own traveling team, this is a way where you can build him up to be a superstar, not just a superstar, and I don't, I don't mean to put any race or anything of this. We haven't had a big-time African-American World Heavyweight Championships, Booker T. And I think Booker T is the type of element that you can put Apollo Crews in if you build some character in that could be great for the SmackDown fan that, that may get some of your minority viewers. So I think Apollo Crews is a reach as far as the talent and experience level in WWE, but I think he'll be a great addition to SmackDown with his wrestling. So, I mean, it's a good point. I mean, Booker T was almost 10 years ago now, so it's been a while. Like, yep. the, moder- the modern black champion now is probably Jay Lethal, and he's not even in WWE. Exactly. So, All right. Yeah. You about to add something to that? Or? No, yeah, I was sorry. just going to ask you, yeah, so you have a lot of confidence that he will be that guy. I, I do. I, I really do. It just, I mean, his and talent in the ring, he can go. We all know he can go. He has a lot of experience. I think 
SmackDown will allow him to get more confidence of building promos, having stories, making sure he's upset about something, or is he chasing after something, and somebody like The Miz can bring that charismatic out of him. You know, even though he may not win early on, but he may feel close where you'll root behind him, and that's the perfect element of what you will want a face and reaching for a championship or striving for a championship. And then when he gets it, you'll be excited. So once he gets that Intercontinental, okay, maybe you can think about being him in the Money in the Bank. Maybe you can think about putting him in these high-level matches, maybe a world title four-way you know, match. He may not win, but he'll show enough that he says he belongs here. I guess uh, if you're the general manager, you need to remind him that if a guy like Sheamus beats him down in a match or backstage, he needs to remember to sell it afterwards. So if you could just yes. remind him that as you know, being one of your talents, that would be good. Will do. Okay. Why don't we take a short break, and uh, we'll be back with uh, the 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th picks in our uh, version 2 mock draft. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Connect with us on all of our platforms, bgbgroup.tumblr.com, at bgbgroup on Twitter, and facebook.com slash biggoldbelt. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, this is the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. We are completing the last four rounds of version two of our WWE mock draft, anticipating the brand split that comes up on July 19th, the first live SmackDown on the USA Network. And... Um, the rosters as they stand so far in our mock, mock draft, two chains, the general manager of Raw, has drafted Seth Rollins, world heavyweight champion Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, Charlotte, the women's champion, Sasha Banks, and the tag team champions of the world, the New Day. On the SmackDown side of things, uh, Mr. Sidley Sellis has drafted John Cena, all three members of the club, that's AJ Styles, Carl uh, Anderson, and Luke Gallows, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, The Miz, and Apollo Crews. And with the seventh pick in the 2016 WWE Draft, the Raw brand selects. You know, hold on. I'm still, I'm still going back to Apollo Crews. I'm, I'm a little concerned too. <laughs> I, just got, I just have one, one real serious question. He, his style is unique right now to WWE because of somebody for his size to perform what he does. When the when the Cruiserweight Classic gets exposed. That style will not be so unique anymore, especially with somebody exactly like Cedric Alexander. Is he in the Cruiserweight Classic? Yes, he is, and I'm a huge. He, he's one of the guys I'm rooting for heavily. We saw him. Did we see him wrestle in Dallas when we were at ROH? Yeah, no, no he, he wrestled was, in Baltimore when me and Two Chains was there. I guess you thinking of ACH probably. I am. I get the two of them confused because they kind of do the same thing in yeah, a lot of yeah. ways. Um, yeah. yeah, my bad. Cedric Alexander is more like a combination type of... So he tells a see. great story in the ring. Well, he was working heel at the end of his ROH run with um, with Veda Scott, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Okay, he yeah, was. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay. and he'll be in Virginia for the, uh, the Noble Pro Wrestling uh, uh, show that's going to be there in July, which we'll get to on another show, but yeah. Sure, okay. Um, I'm just, just wondering, if you think if that style now becomes so exposed, does that hurt his run? Period. I don't think so. I think so. I think that's just the limit of what he could do. His potential outweighs his. You know what? He's my thon maker of this draft. Okay. And those who don't don't know who thon maker is, he uh, was a reach, reach, reach. The tenth overall draft pick by the Milwaukee the Bucks. Size, yeah. The height and size of him could be tremendous. They're trying to make him like a Giannis, 
Is he like yeah. he's like seven two, isn't he? Yep, yes, he is. Yeah, I watched the draft. I was like, that guy's enormous. <laughs> the camera oh, had to like point up at him. And I think that's what Apollo Crews can do for SmackDown if you build behind him. Because I think if you just look, even look at the Breaking Ground series and what they tried to do with Apollo Crews and how much they're trying to push and promote them, I think WWE is smart knowing what they have in this guy. And he's only 28. So they can build him up to be a big-time superstar if done correctly. He's a, he's a guy I would take a chance for. Squeaky he... clean image. And not saying he'll be a Cena. But that's somebody that could be a mid-card like Cena where you can definitely root for him. He's going to get over by his charisma and his look, not by what he can do in the ring. Because like, what he can do in the ring, like 2 Chainz said, a lot of other people can also do in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be interested, not right now, but down the line, I think he might be capable of being a better heel than a babyface. Possibly. Very I'm just, possible. I'm very curious on that. I don't have, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't have much faith in that, but I would like to see it be intrigued, no question. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the seventh okay. pick for the Raw brand in version two of our mock draft is? All right, I'm going with the female John Cena, Bailey. So our, our first poached NXT talent. You got quite a, quite a women's roster on your hands there. Yeah, I, I, it's so hard. What do I have to say about her? She's going to be golden when she gets up to the main roster. And um, I, I, I do like in the field of talent where, you know, if it wasn't for her injuries, she would have already been on the main roster. So she's ready. She does all the outfield, uh, out-of-the-ring work. She has the look. I mean, everybody loves her. She's the female John Cena. Yeah. I, I don't doubt you there. I, I wonder if they're going to hold off on her coming up until after SummerSlam, because you got to think there's no other women's main event match than the uh, the Asuka and Bayley rematch for the title, because Bayley's still owed a rematch. But it seems like they're building to that for when you go, when you go to uh, to the Brooklyn NXT TakeOver in August, too, James. Um, as far as Finn Balor being there, that kind of remains to be seen based on some of the things I heard coming out of the Full Sail tapings this week. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Um but with the seventh pick for SmackDown, who are we going to take? All right, for my next three picks, I'm just letting you know up front, I'm splitting people up. Um, and the first person I'm, I'm going to split up um, is actually going to be Kalisto. He's going to be my pick. Um, I'm splitting him up from Sin Cara, uh, so Kalisto can can be his own person in SmackDown. I'm not trying to say he's being a Rey Mysterio, but he can just be his own type of character, whatever you want to build him up to. So Kalisto is my pick. I wish they would let him have stories that were about more than being small or being happy to be there and being a lucha lucha. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when Rey Mysterio really got good. Like we knew he could have good matches, but when he started having like like I think of the uh, the the Dominic storyline yep. with Eddie Guerrero. Yep. As crazy as that was, it was pretty awesome at the it's same a time. Great and that was Eddie's kind of last feud in a lot of ways because he passed away that fall. Um, uh, you know what? Uh, side note: Here's a trivia question. Who was Eddie Guerrero's last match against? Ken Kennedy. Yes, it was. Yeah, I knew that. It was at a house show that weekend. I believe. Or it was on was SmackDown that? that week, maybe. SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah. Was that one of our trivia questions in Dallas? I don't remember. I don't, maybe. I don't know. Probably not, because it's not really WrestleMania related, and that was what all my trivia questions were. Um, all right. So with the eighth pick on the Raw brand. All right, so 
<laughs> Thank you for clearing your throat. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, I am going to bring another person that um, it's just an all-around good person, both in the ring. Um, hopefully, the brand split can um, help elevate him. And um, again, somebody that can do, you know, sort of has the John Cena face outside the ring and promotes a lot of uh, different charity programs and just a good person overall. So with this next pick, I'm going to take Titus O'Neil. Who follows us on Twitter, by the way, at BGB Absolutely. Group. <laughs> Do you think, it seems like they're continuing the Rusev storyline. Do you see Titus getting that U.S. title from him? No. I don't. I don't. I didn't think so either. But it was pointed out on a, on the, um, I think it was either the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast or the Cheap Heat Podcast, both of which I'm a fan of. Uh, someone pointed out that July Fourth falls on a Monday this year. Mm-hmm. True. And they pointed out, and it was very astute that they pointed this. Out. I wish I could remember who specifically said it, so I give them credit. But they said. They pointed. They made fun of him. Rusev made fun of him in terms of being a father with his kids there, and it's kind of hard to picture that being the end of the story without it being resolved yeah. in the bad guy getting his comeuppance. Hmm. I would like. I would like to think that um, by before the draft, Titus O'Neil is your United States champion because I think Rusev, in the in the context of a brand split, might be in a world title picture on the lesser of the two brands long-term. I like it. I, I think the foreign heel world champion that hates America, it, it tends to work more times than it doesn't work. You know what I mean? But uh, just something mm-hmm. just something to chew on there. But you took Titus O'Neil on the Raw brand with the number eight pick, so that means for number eight on SmackDown, are you going to poach any NXT guys yet? Um, I'm actually going to po- poach an NXT and forgive me where I'm going to go with this, but you can understand this can bring great, great promotion for SmackDown. I want to take some Eva Marie Heat. No! Eva. <laughs> Eva Marie is going to be my face of SmackDown for the Women's Division, and also she'll be the face of Total Divas where I can use that promotion in coordination with SmackDown <laughs> to help them. I just, right. I just want to be real here. So on the women's side of things, on the board, you still had Nikki Bella. Asuka, <laughs> Becky Lynch, um, the ladies on Team Bad, uh, Nia Jackson. You want you want Eva Marie to be the I face of women's Marie. wrestling on the Blue Show. Okay. Yes. Okay. Right. Not how I would have okay. gone, but I'm the moderator, so I'll stop talking. <laughs> I like I like the Eva Marie thing because she's on my radar. I do too. It's just our listeners are going to have fun with this. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. He throwed a couple knuckleballs. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna throw me a nice old-fashioned 102 fastball here. With my next pick, I'm gonna pick a tag team that is, I, you know, right now I am a little bit confused on. You know, I know who you're picking. Angle. Um, very hot beginning of this year. Lost, I would say two matches, two questions. I mean, obviously one. I, I get it. The last one that was just felt kind of squashes to me, especially how good that the NST um, Dallas show was. But um, I'm going to go with American Alpha because nice. those guys are they, they got the light on them. 
Um, they, they, they do. They will need a little bit more help on the main roster. But, you know, that's what I have to do they there for. They help them be able to control bigger crowds and, you know, be able to show what they can do in the ring and, and work the whole stadium instead of just the small NST uh, arena. You're really, you're really big on the American Alpha. I remember you took them pretty early on in our first version of our draft too. Yeah. Yeah, and then it, and with all, with all, I mean, they're gonna be, they're gonna get over really well in the main roster. I, I have no worries about them long term. Um, can't say the same for other teams they've brought up, like you know the Ascension and the Vaude Villains, but it's a case where American Alpha's gimmick and the way that they interact with the crowd and the type of moves that they do. Um, it all works for main roster television, like you said. Um, with the number nine pick on the blue show. Now, remember, let's go back a little bit. Remember I said I was splitting that seven, eight, nine. So seven, I split Kalisto. Believe it or not, even Marie, I'm you splitting her with uh, everybody that she's been affiliated with, like Nia Jax or whatever in the NXT brand. And now, number nine, I'm going to split another person. And this person can be uh, a sort of stable with Eva Marie. And I'm going to take Lana away from Rusev on the SmackDown brand and maybe Lana could be that 1B to Eva's 1A. Maybe that's a stable that they have, like a Dana Brooke and Charlotte that I can have for my SmackDown brand as I use the supplemental draft to build my women's division. But I'm taking Lana here. Okay. Alright, so since... Nobody's gonna take Finn Balor, huh? I'm gonna hold my breath on this next pick because I almost, I was almost sure he was going after him. And my next pick... They have returned and they have arrived. All four of them, the Wyatt family. Ooh. <sighs> ah, interesting. That's, that's the raw brand's looking really good right now, Celis. You need to have a big pick here to finish out your your main top ten. Do I? Yeah, because Sami Zayn's still on the board. Finn yep. Balor, Nakamura, Samoa Joe. Um, I'm just trying to think of who it is. Cesaro is still on the board. Del Rio, Sheamus, got a couple former world champions I'm naming there. So, uh, um, okay. You could Here's take J and J security. Might be, might be oh, time for some tea. Here's my number ten pick. Okay, now bear with me. I'm gonna give you <laughs> three options. Hold on, you're not gonna break another team up. No, no. I'm going to no, take no, Devon Dudley. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hear me out on this one. Okay, first, let me give you the Silly Sellers one that wish will happen, but it's not going to happen. Oh, boy. The Silly Sellers wishful happening will be the number 10 pick because let's say if we're closing the draft for only 10 picks, SmackDown gets the last pick. It's on a SmackDown show. You bring back Cody Rhodes as your big-time surprise hit in which you might get an epic pop based on the fact that Cody can actually get a part-time deal that could be a part-time Legends contract that could be, you know, where he can still go to his uh, indie shows and, and attribute to that. And this might be elevating him to make sure he gets his World Heavyweight title and he comes back as his original himself, Cody Rose. I think that would be a great aspect, but he's not a big enough name. So my second option will be the one that makes most sense here will be Finn Balor. Finn Balor will be my number 10 pick coming up. So once again, you have your issues with the club. If you pair him with John Cena, that'd be great. Or if you want to just keep him on the mid-card, that's like your wild-card pick of where you would place him. But here's my actual real pick that I'm going to say. And are you ready for this one? No. Brock Lesnar. 
with a returning Paul Heyman on TV. Do you do you think that Brock Lesnar and like Undertaker will be part of this though, considering they're more special attractions, or do you think they will be drafted? I think they will be drafted because you could do one of two things. You no, know, this is the two things that you're gonna do. Here's here's what you do with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar will be a big time name that will come back in because he still has a WWE deal. Assuming that he wins at his UFC 200 match, which is before the draft, that would be a great thing to promote him. And also, Paul Heyman will be your SmackDown general manager. Now, clarify for me. Didn't Shane say he was running SmackDown uh, during the whole Big Johnny segment last week? Shane has said things left and right just to keep people guessing, but I don't think... I don't think Shane or Stephanie is going to be, like, versus each other with this, even though it might be good for them storyline purposes. But if you bring back a Paul Heyman or somebody like an Eric Bischoff-esque type person to run that SmackDown show, imagine how the internet will roar to see what classic WWE can go back to being in a new era. Could it go back to, like, what Paul Heyman did with ECW? Could you have these interesting matches that could come back? You're already bringing back interesting names of the pay-per-view from classic WCW shows. So why not throw a classic person that knows how to run a business like that in Paul Heyman? And even though we haven't seen Brock Lesnar, we haven't seen Paul Heyman either for the last couple of months on TV. So that's a way to bring him back on SmackDown brand. So I would say Brock Lesnar with uh, Paul Heyman. I think Shane and Stephanie, they've done nothing but hint that that's going to happen. I think you see Vince come out and tell, say who's going to get which brand. And I think think what you're going to see in Orlando... Next spring at WrestleMania, Triple H versus Shane McMahon for some sort of stake in the shows. That, that, that sounds perfect logic to me. I just had to be special and do something with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I need a big name to be on my SmackDown brand. But what SmackDown has to do, it has to not only have big names on it, like John Cena, who was my first pick. You also have to have some mid-card names to, that you're going to elevate. Because if you still want Raw yeah. to be your number one show, you still want SmackDown to be a B-level show, but a B-level show that makes some sense because it is going live. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for us then. We we gave you the top ten picks on each show. On Raw, we uh, two teams drafted Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns, all three members of the Shield. Uh, women's champion Charlotte, Sasha Banks, New Day, Bayley, Titus O'Neil, American Alpha, and all four members of the Wyatt family. On the SmackDown side of things, two chain, or excuse me, it's Mr. Silly Sellis, rather, Drafted John Cena, number one, and then all three members of the club, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, The Miz, Apollo Crews, Kalisto, Eva Marie, and Lana, Brock Lesnar rounding out his 10 picks. Uh, Let us know. Give us your feedback um, on our social media. Did you prefer the Raw brand or the SmackDown brand uh, as they stand now in this mock draft? We might end up doing one more of these. We'll have to wait and see um, because it's still several weeks until... July 19th, but uh, that's coming up quicker than we think. And um, we will have some representation at Battleground. Uh, the two of you, along with D-Wayne, will be there, which is very exciting. Yep. Um, sounds like you're still going to see Roman Reigns in the main event. Um, probably so. Probably. Um, and it looks like you're probably going to get some sort of a gimmick match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn before, and I think this, that they'll get split up in the draft. So that might be their last encounter for a while. Um, but that's going to do it for us today. We'll get back with you again sometime uh, Wednesday for our deep dive episode. Uh, and with that, this is the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for listening.